Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Crying Laughing Podcast. I am Tori Nardone. I'm Lainey Woods. And we're going on an adventure today. Pack your metaphorical bags, get your passports, get your shawl you're going to wear on the planes. We're going. We're leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when we'll be back again. I don't want to come back here ever (laughs) after the events of last week. We'll get into that in a minute. Woo, doggies. What a week. What a week. But today we are going to talk about all things travel. So we didn't get to do anything in 2020, and we don't really foresee us traveling internationally in 2021 either or (sighs) doing much domestic traveling. So we decided to go a little bit nostalgic and dive down our travel histories and our rituals and where we want to go next. Yes, because... If you can't do it, at least you can remember the good times and daydream about the times in the future. That will certainly come. Just, you know, don't know exactly when, but Yeah, full disclosure, Lainey and I had way too much fun going on. Like, we went down rabbit holes of all of our abroad trips uh, when we were preparing for this episode, and it ended up we were sending each other back and forth photos about (laughs) of the most cheesy, tourist, typical photos that you could possibly take in other countries. So teenage girl circa 2011 and 12 that you could possibly be. You're welcome in advance, because we will will show them to you um, when we announce the episode. But before we get into all of the fun travel stuff... Lainey, what made you laugh this week? Well, this only makes sense if you've listened to earlier episodes and you know about the long-standing drama with the tree in our front yard. R.I.P. Tree. Yes. But I have no idea how this happened, but the other day I went and checked the mail and there was a giant packet from the National Arbor Day Foundation sent to Mike saying he was one of the few randomly selected to take their survey about like how important trees are. I mean, this thing was stacked. It had like... They had sent him, like, personalized, like, return address stickers with trees on them, a survey that I took the liberty of filling out for him, and asked for a donation, which I made in his name. I'm sitting here thinking about what if your phone, what if the National Arbor Day Foundation is tracking us (laughs) on our phone, and they heard your argument about how distraught you were over the tree, and they were like, this is our audience. Or maybe they listen to the podcast, you know? I don't know. I've said tree, I think, 25 times every episode. That's true. So perhaps they have some sort of SEO thing out there, but... Regardless, it made me laugh so much, just the sheer irony that they were sending this to a tree murderer. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I made a donation, and apparently they're sending us seeds to plant (laughs) 10 new trees. Are you going to plant them in your backyard? I mean, maybe. I've never planted a tree before. I won't be there long enough to see it come to uh, adulthood. But, you know, we can't have less trees in the world. That's true. Anywho, what about you? This is hilarious. Okay, so and it ties into our last episode. Yeah, so last episode, Lainey was talking about how she has a calendar, like a planner on her fridge where she writes down what they're what her and Mike are doing as a couple. And I was like, that is brilliant because Albert never remembers anything I tell him. <laughs> and so I'm Just gonna get thing. I'm gonna get a calendar for our fridge and color code it and it's gonna be in his face like twenty four seven. And so he can't say, You didn't never tell me, me about this. And so I did. And it's been an ongoing joke since it came in the mail. He's like, he'll ask me a question. I'll be like, honey, check the fridge. Check the calendar. It's on the board. And so I came downstairs sometime last week to like groggily let Nova out and get and like pour myself some coffee. And on the calendar, (laughs) on the day which I arose, (laughs) there's a giant, there's just a gross looking penis caricature (laughs) with stuff shooting out of it, which is just... 
It's such a dude thing. Just so typical. And so I, third grade. I immediately started laughing because I guess, I, I like to think I'm more mature than that, but I laughed out loud because we've just been <laughs> joking back and forth about this, this new calendar for so long. And I was like, of course he put a penis on it. Of course. And... I went upstairs and I was like, I see, I see you drew a, a, a penis on my calendar. And he's like, yeah, um, you know, I, it's on, it's on the board. So we've got a, you know, sex is on the board for tonight. So he, he, he scheduled sex by way of drawing a penis on my board. I mean, you know, just you guys in here. So I guess and like, you can put whatever you want on it. And like, well, I had to erase it because a, a person came to like give us a quote to clean our house the next day and I was like I cannot have people <laughs> be looking at this but after dinner he was like do we have anything on the calendar tonight hmm <laughs> oh oh <laughs> what, what would you look at that it's on the board honey so you know it's gotta happen yeah amazing so amazing. now okay what made you cry this week you've got a somewhat happy cry and then we both have the same yeah so cry. my happy cry which I put just trying to look at the silver lining of this week was that my friend Kelly bought a True North planner Yay. and then posted about it on her stories. And it was just like, I shed a tear because you guys are both so important to me. And to see you like interacting and supporting each other from afar is just like so wholesome and pure. In I want to, I don't want to make you cry again, but I, no. want, I want you to know that no. I did get a sale out of sharing her post. Someone oh. responded to me who I know really well. And they were like, okay, I need one of these. Oh my God. And so you made you I helped can't. me make another sale, and Kelly. Then my friend Alice, that's in our little tr- Disney trio. Oh, she followed messaged, me. She messaged and said, "Wait, I need one of these." And she's <gasps> oh. a teacher, so I'm just like, "Oh, it just makes my heart so full that my friends are becoming friends." Just what more could you ask for? I love it. We're gonna have so much to talk about at your wedding. I can't wait. <laughs> I need. To, we all need to get there like a week before, honestly, so we can just bond and everything. I'm down. I'm down for a week long vacay. But then my less than happy cry, or just I don't know, distraughtness was the word everything question mark because this week was just a hellstorm. So we are recording this on a Saturday morning after the fuckery. I'm just going to keep using the word the phrase fuckery that ensued because that's the <laughs> only way that I know how to describe the events of like of our current the like of our state last Wednesday. Yeah, so on Wednesday a bunch of horrible people stormed the Capitol and tried to stage a coup and fuck with our government. And it was the most appalling, disgusting thing I've ever witnessed in the history of me being alive. And I have a feeling it's, I mean, like, I can't even imagine what is going to be written in the history books about 2020. I'm scared for like my future children to read about this and be like, mom, what the hell? Like the, the shit that is happening in the world at present, like America is in shambles and it's an embarrassment and it's horrifying. And Donald Trump is the world's worst human in the entire world. Mom, if you're listening to this, he is the worst person <laughs> in the entire world. Um, I, half of America, if you're listening to this. I yeah, mean, I just, uh, it's not, for me, it's not even about like left versus right. This is not even about politics. This is good versus evil. Like, and this man is evil and these people are evil. And he's, br- I mean, they are easily brainwashed to begin with, but he's brainwashed them and he's spouting it's really scary. nonsensical things and inciting violence. It's really scary. I saw this meme and it's like, I'm really tired of living through historical events and I could Oh, not, I'm done. I could not agree more. I like, want to like, there's been enough in the yeah. last like year, four years that is enough for me. Like, yeah, I just want to go back and like live in, the, I mean, I'm sure that there are events that happened, but this is like, 
I mean, th- this is the worst thing that we will ever hopefully live through. And God willing. The, just the outright display of white supremacy at the Capitol on Wednesday was just the most disgusting thing. I think I was like nauseous for a solid 48 hours. I, well, my sister-in-law called me and I just started screaming and she's like, I know, I know. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't understand people. Like, I just don't get it. I can't imagine, Maybe, like, loving or freaking out over another human being that much to ever do something. He has a cult fault. He's he's a cult leader. Yeah, it's just, I just don't, I can't, like, I love uh, people. I love John Mulaney, but I'm not going to ex- commit a crime for him. No. Like, it's kind of just scary how obsessed people can get. I don't know. I just, I'm hopeful that this, I hope this is the end of uh, series one of The Decline of America. And (laughs) I hope that season two, which will begin on January 20th, 2021, is a promising new chapter for us with new leadership. And I I just, I... You gotta gotta look at the good, too, because shout out Georgia for what happened on the same day last week that sadly got overshadowed by all the... Just whatever. The fuckery that ensues. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that aside, yeah. you know, <laughs> we, we can't not, you can't, not acknowledge we it. We cannot not acknowledge it. And we, we are bulk. also, I think that I could speak for the both of us when we say we're both people that feel very strongly about, like, bringing awareness to stuff that happens. Yeah. It, and we both work in social media. It really deeply bothers me when, like, brands and influencers that have huge audiences don't speak out yeah. about just things that are wrong in the world. And they're like, I don't talk about politics. I'm like, there was literally a coup yeah, that happened. Like, on, like it's this past that at this point. This is not politics. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like, like how we're on the we, brink like, of a civil war. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's more than that. So <laughs> we, I mean, you guys can obviously tell where we stand on the issue, but we just want you to know where, you know, we feel you. And if you are struggling this week, as we are. Yeah, um, we we are hopeful for brighter days ahead. And that's all. I, now we're going to go yeah. on an adventure to all of our travel places. Exactly. And we're getting out of the U.S. Yeah, we're getting out of the U.S. <laughs> where I didn't mean, this is a great, actually, this is a good episode for this week because I think everyone needs to escape somewhere, yeah. do a little dreaming. A little escapism for your week. Yes. So, so we're going to get into it. Again, we had way too much fun doing all of this for this episode so uh do you want to hop in with let's do it general travel things yes so this is just to lay the groundwork to let you guys know like how we travel what our vibes are etc so tori as i was reading this i was giggling at how different we are i I don't think we could go on a trip together (laughs) well here's the thing i think we could because we're also both like understanding people so we could be like you do this your way i'll do this my way like i respect you i love you like yeah I've been on situations where it is not that way. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, let's start it off. So, yes. you're going on a trip. Your yes. bags are packed. You're in the Uber to the airport. Whoop, whoop. How early are you arriving at the airport before your flight? Are you getting there, like, as soon as they open the airport doors or with, like, a solid, like, two-hour buffer? Yeah, I always like to book, like, the earliest flight possible if I'm traveling because I feel like it's there's a less likely chance that it'll get messed up Mm -hmm. if I'm there on like the first plane so I'm there like hours before (laughs) if I'm not there at least an hour and a half or at least an hour before my flight starts to board yeah 
I will start sweating because I want to give myself enough time to, if I have to check a bag, I try not to, but like it stresses me out thinking about the line to check your bag and then going through security. Security gives me, oh, yeah. Um, I am, I'm really, I'm an anxious person by nature, but I'm a really anxious traveler and I usually can't sleep well the night before a big trip. Mm -hmm. So I will also say I'm much more relaxed when I'm traveling, if my flight is direct, yeah. if I have a layover, I will be stressed until I'm on the plane that gets me <laughs> to my actual destination because I have had so many things go wrong where I miss my connecting flight. Yeah. Are you and Albert, like, agreed on this? No. <laughs> not at all. He is so chill, which is great. Yeah. But he understands my anxiety and yeah. will you know, just, like, appease me and get to an airport hours before. And he'll be like, so glad we got here three hours before the plane <laughs> landed so that we can sit and stare at each other. Let's in the, chill. Yeah. What um, about you? Well, okay, I have a follow-up question that's yeah. not on here, but have you ever, like, missed a flight? Or, like... We almost missed a flight because I was feeling... So, Albert and I went to New York in September of 2019, and we left after work, and it was, like, a direct flight. I mean, those flights are so easy. Yeah. And we got there with plenty of time, and we were, like, feeling vacation-y, and we were like, let's just a drink. grab a drink at yeah. the bar. <laughs> and we That's thought we had... a mood, getting a drink yeah, at the airport. And I was just really in vacation mode, yeah. and I was like, I'm sneaking away for a weekend with my husband. <laughs> And as soon as we left, they were like, final call for this flight. And I was like, I knew we shouldn't have done this. I was instantly, like, val- validated yeah. by my travel woes. But that was the only time I've ever missed, missed a flight that was that easy to get on. Well, that's good. Because that's, like, a solid 10, 15 years of traveling with only one close call. I will say, I've got another flight horror story if you want to hear it. Go for it. But... Um, so I tried to go home for like 4th of July weekend, maybe like four or five years ago. I was just graduated from college and my whole family was getting together for like a 4th of July situation. I had a flight booked out of Charleston. It had to connect because there's no direct to West Virginia. Right. And we sat on the, the like tarmac to take off for hours for some reason and I knew by that time I was like I'm missing my connecting flight and there's not really anything that gets you to West Virginia it's not like a pop in place right right and so by the time we took off I like I mean I pulled the thing the um, flight attendant aside I was like listen I'm gonna miss my connecting flight yeah is there another flight that I can get on tonight is there one in the morning like it was late and she's like, well, yeah, we'll figure it out when you get there. Don't worry about it. You'll have many, you'll have lots of options. I was like, okay. So we finally get to Atlanta. There's, <laughs> this is like a Friday yeah. and I had to work. I think it was like, I think this was a Thursday. We had Friday off. So I really only had like 24 to 48 hours. Right. And they were like, the next flight we can get you on is, um, again, I think it was Friday night. It was, is Saturday night. Oh my and God. I was like, well, motherfucker, I got to go back on Sunday yeah. morning. So I flew to Atlanta, and they didn't She's have like, anything until the next night, oh which geez. I was like, what am I supposed Where to do? Where are you going to go? And I was pretty young. I mean, I was like 21, yeah. and I was still, I don't know, I just felt like I was a child. Did you just fly back to Charleston? I literally just flew back to Charleston. Oh I was God. like, I was like, put me on a fucking flight back to Charleston, South Carolina. It was like a Carolina. 50 minute flight. I took, I took a four hour adventure by myself. Yeah. Oh my God. And the worst part is, when I got back, my bag oh, no. got sent to Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, no. And I got sent back to Charleston, South Carolina. No. And so Albert picked me up at the airport, and I had to go, like, get new clothes. That's and the it worst. was just, yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. 
Sorry, that was a long story. No, that's stressful. It was it was the worst, which is why I'm so anxious <laughs> about travel. I mean, yeah, that's a legitimate reason. Um, what what are your travel things? Do you go hours before with enough time to spare? How do you operate? I want to get there and have enough time, uh-huh. but I'm definitely not somebody that needs to get there like as like soon as the airport is opening, like just to sit around and wait. Um, for different reasons, I'm not like an anxious traveler. I like don't love flying just because I have horrible inner ear issues and it's always like just that stress for me. Like similarly, I don't like sleep well the night before a, cause I'm excited, but mostly cause I'm like, ugh, like I really just hope that my ears don't give me any grief on the trip. Um, but Mike and I in 20... 19 got TSA or God was that no 2019 got TSA pre-check and not that like the Charleston airport's that busy but it was like super nice just to kind of like breeze through um and not have to like take your shoes off or take your laptop out of your bag like if you are going to be traveling in the future and you have the means it was the easiest thing like it's 80 dollars or something you go to this place you have like a five minute interview and that's that um but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't, I'm like, sitting here, as you were saying all that, trying to think if I have any, like, travel I'd forgotten about the 4th stories. of July horror story of 2016 um, until... The only time I've ever, like, Kevin McAllistered it, as in, like, get there as soon as the plane is leaving, I just made that verb up. Yeah. Um, I was going... So, to preface, like I said, I don't love to fly, so I really try to fly direct, like, and I will do anything to fly direct, which means a lot of the time I drive to Atlanta and it's like four and a half hours from Charleston. And then I'll spend the night with my aunt and uncle that lived there or a friend that was living there at the time. And then I'll just take a direct out of Atlanta because it's the biggest airport in the U S and they like nine times out of 10 have a direct flight wherever you're going. So it was the summer of 2016 and I was flying to LAX to go to Anaheim to see Allison Kelly and we were gonna stay out there with Kelly that's where she was living for the summer and working and then we were gonna go to Disneyland and so I drove up stayed with my aunt and uncle and I had my alarm set and I had like an early flight out of Atlanta which is I was just gonna take the Marta um there just because it's like super easy it spits you out right at the terminal um and I woke up I think I was supposed to be on the train at like five and I woke up at like four something Mm -hmm. so I got on the train and I was basically the last stop like we had like a 45 minute train ride and you can't unlike in a car where you can speed like you're pretty much at the pace of the train (laughs) you're like at so I'm just sitting there like tapping my foot stressing out I get to the airport like dash through the entire process which is a huge airport so it's like not the simplest um and I literally get to my gate as they are like about to close the door. Yeah. Like, I, by the skin of my teeth. I mean, my heart was racing so fast. It was I hate that feeling. One of those times where you're just like, oh, like, thank God I didn't miss it. Like, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but that's the closest call I've ever had. But I've also, I think the most, like, travel stress I've had, it's more like delayed flights where you're just yeah. sitting in the airport for forever. Um, I specifically remember one of the times I went to New York as a teenager. We sat in the Newark airport for, like, eight hours like until like one in the morning and then they finally got us on a plane and then there was like extreme turbulence on the flight it was Mm -mm. I think I've kind of blocked it out like I literally didn't remember it until we were sitting here talking about it but 
that's kind of like the uh, the basis of my travel. So on a more like fun note, if you go to the airport, you're waiting for you. It's probably going to be more amount of time than me. But <laughs> what is your favorite like activity, treat, snack, way to pass the time at the airport? So I will say the Charles, like, I mean, we both live in Charleston, South Carolina. There's not many food options there. Mm-hmm. And the food there kind of grosses me out a little bit. But I always it's end up. caviar and bananas. Yeah, but it's closed right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Which is, like, normally the go-to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, caviar and bananas is closed at the airport due to COVID. So I do always end up with a big bottle of water and, like, a protein bar. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing to do is getting magazines to flip through because I feel like that's not something I take the time to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I just really enjoy that. I do love you? a good magazine. I miss those, like, being more in my everyday life. I know. Um, like I said before, I'm usually too, like, hyped up to eat. I do usually fly Delta, and I love those little cookies that you get on there. So that's, like, my, usually my travel treat. But if it's the morning and I'm looking to, like, hashtag treat myself, it would probably be, like, a bagel or a breakfast sandwich and yeah. a coffee just because I wouldn't usually indulge in one of those. But, I mean, there's not that many options, honestly, when no. you're at an airport. Okay, so what are you wearing to travel. It's, what's, what's it's funny favorite? that you asked that because I'm literally like wearing my travel <laughs> outfit right now. So I just wear leggings mm-hmm. and a cozy sweater. Yeah. And booties. Okay. Like little ankle booties. And then probably a jacket if yeah. I'm going somewhere that I'm going to need it. I'm big into la- like layering so that I wear everything that I, so I, don't have to ca- do, yeah. so I don't have to pack it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, pretty much my go-to life outfit anyway. <laughs> Uh, like a high-waisted stretchy jean. Um, I have these like insanely comfy black rubber. They look like Birkenstocks, but I got them at Target and they, I like, they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever had. So I usually wear those and then just like a white tee and a jean jacket, like a black or blue jean jacket. Very simple. And then I have a backpack that I've added in, um, just to be, like, my carry-on alongside my, like, little purse, but... Yeah, my trick is to put my purse in my backpack and make my backpack my carry-on. Oh. And so I put, like, a little purse in there Mm -hmm. that I know I'm going to carry on whatever trip I'm going on. Right. But then the backpack can actually hold more things because the purse is so small. So I have my carry-on, but then I have my Well, they usually let you. They'll let you have a purse and, like, a carry-on. Yeah, but I want my carry-on to be, like, the suitcase thing that I'm rolling. And then my my extra item is my backpack, which is big. I'm trying to think because I usually have a purse, backpack, and my, like suitcase so I'm trying oh, to interesting. think of how normally like, they wouldn't let you do that how I finagle that anywho yeah. well in that in that vein I think we're both carry on yeah people. so if if I can help it carry on is the way to go the only thing that really irks me about carry on is I get really stressed about my liquids because I feel like as a woman I just have so many weird skincare things yeah hair care things and if I'm going abroad there's no way I'm not checking a bag because yeah. I need all of those things to feel like myself. Yeah. But like when I went to New York to see my sister over um, around Christmas time, I didn't pack any liquids because I was like, I'm just going to use her toothpaste. Yeah. I'm going to use her, you know, hair stuff. And I just have these little um, tiny airport. They're like, they meet the regulations yeah, of carry on and I'll, I'll just squirt, squirt some of my, my uh, like moisturizer and stuff in there. Yeah, it's hard because, like, you don't want to buy, like, travel size of everything. It's a no. lot of, like, a lot of my products don't come in travel size. No, so. same. 
That's kind of frustrating. Um, but yeah, I'm the same. Carry on. I'll gate check. Like, if they're like, we need some people to gate check, I'll volunteer because that's like, it'll be right there when you go. Yeah, I just want to know it's on the plane. Yeah. That's um, all. Uh, so once you're on the plane, do you have a general seat preference? Yes. And we are so opposite here. <laughs> we're totally, I was, this is where we would work, though. Yeah, like, that's true. Travel. That's true. So I like the aisle seat because yeah. I'm. I'm always afraid I'm going to have to pee and I'm going to need to wake up the person next to me to get yeah. out. And I feel like I feel a little claustrophobic if yeah. I'm at the window. Though I will say it's nicer from like resting your head right. from that perspective. Right. So I just like the easy access of an aisle. And also you're the first person that like gets asked if they want a beverage That's true. or a snack. That's true. And then obviously. Yeah, I'm opposite. <laughs> so I have a very specific, and I don't know if this is like me being superstitious or like OCD, but I have a very... Probably a little. Probably both. But if I am picking my seat, I'm going to pick a window seat on the right side of the plane over the wing. That I don't is know so why. specific. It just makes me feel safe because it's not like I'm looking like there's something there. I don't know why the wing makes I me feel it. like... I don't know. I just feel safer and I like to be able to look out the window. It makes me feel calmer. I can't sleep on flights. So like that doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, and aside from like going to California, I can pretty much hold it like if I'm on like a two or three hour flight. So like that's not that big of a deal. I will say when I went to Europe, I was at the window and in the middle of the night I had to pee so bad and I like sat there like practicing saying excuse me to the person to my oh right my. for like 45 minutes because I didn't want to wake them up but also I was like dying and I also don't love getting up on flights like it kind of freaks me out like walking around yeah and, like being in the bathroom and sketchy because it's all shaky yeah and I just like to be in my safe little seat <laughs> like in my little cozy zone I'm like a person that likes to be like in small, like, tucked away spaces anyway, so yes. I feel like it kind of works for me, but... That's so funny. Um, okay, Maybe so we could, yeah, we could travel together, yeah. and then I'll just take the aisle, you'll take yeah, the window. you can sleep on my you shoulder. You can say excuse me to me, <laughs> that's not gonna bother me. Oh, man. Um, okay, so what are your top five, I had to limit it to five, but carry on essentials. I feel like ours are pretty similar, yeah. so headphones, mm -hmm. always. A charged phone, because if I run out of my music to listen to, and we'll get to that in a second, I get, like, I just need something to listen to yeah. so that it's not the plain noises. Yeah. A journal with a pen. Mm -hmm. I have my best aha moments on flights. A book, just mm -hmm. in case, although I do get nauseous when I read on planes. Yeah. Depending on, like the type of plane, and then water, because I am, like, one of those people that gets really stressed about f feeling like they even might be dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> when they say, like, you get dehydrated on flights, like, your skin and everything, so it's probably yeah. good to have that. I mean, they come around with water, but it's, like, a shot glass of yeah. water. Like, it's the tiniest amount of water. Yeah, but then I get nervous about drinking the water, because then I know I'm going to have to pee. the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It is a conundrum. What about you? Um, so mine, in a, these are in alignment, some with yours, but... Like, aside from that, like, I can't fly without gum and these little things called earplanes, which literally are the only reason I've been able to fly without having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically, they were invented by pilots, and they're these little, like, earplugs that act as a second eardrum, so it makes the transition when you're flying um, a lot more gentle on oh, your good. ears. And aside from this horrific flight back from San Francisco last yeah, year. I remember that. Or two years ago. Um, they've been my saving grace. And also gum, just because I feel like it like helps me equalize the pressure in my yeah. ears. Um, so if anybody out there has ear issues on flights, 
I feel you. Like, I wish I could just be, like, somebody that flies. And I've never heard of that. You're the first person I've known that, like, has those problems. And I can't imagine. I feel like that's got to be so stressful. It is so stressful. Because, like, you're just hoping and wishing and praying the whole, like, ascension, which is not as bad as coming down. Um, that yeah. your ears are going to self-regulate. But aside from that, I think um, a book... A water bottle, similarly, but mine will be, like, my refillable one. Mm -hmm. And then a journal slash pen, um, just because I like to draw or sometimes just have, if I have a spark of something that I want to write down. Um, (laughs) But in that same vein. (laughs) One of my, this is, like, so embarrassing to say out loud, um, but sometimes I'll listen to the same song over and over on a flight. Yeah. Because I know it, like, gives me inspiration and I'll just, like like stare wistfully out the window and like I, listen to landslide <laughs> and then I'll like let my thoughts come to me like what do I want my life to look like uh, if I could uh... I've been afraid of changing <laughs> <laughs> people do get older I would do that same time makes you colder oh my god like oh I'm getting older too <laughs> God, if I could listen to music. I can't because I have these, like, earplug things in. I hate that for you. Okay, look, this is a sidebar, but I'll tell you what I do as a life hack. I'll take, like, earbuds that have a string and drape them over my ears so they're hanging, like, in front of my ear holes. Yeah. But Can you hear that? Kind of. You well, kind of have to hold them with your hands. Okay, but okay. if I, like, sometimes I will watch a movie on a plane. But, yeah. okay, so what are your in-flight, like, things you like to do? <laughs> Other than listen to Landslide for the whole flight. <laughs> Um, so on a plane, unless I'm sitting with Albert or have someone to talk to, my headphones are always on and I don't have the ones that go in your ears. I have like the big bulky ones. I really like those. They just make me feel a little bit more like cozy. I have a playlist called Bitch Calm Down. (laughs) Specifically for flying. Amazing. Because I always get nauseous on planes and it helps Mm. soothe me. It's all just like instrumental and meditation music. That's nice. Because I just always feel sick on planes and I wish I didn't. So I'll either listen to that the entirety of the flight, which is why I feel so strongly about a charged phone. Yeah. Or if it's a longer flight that's international, I'll swap between watching movies and doing that and listening to that playlist. And then again, I have a lot of aha moments on flights. So I got to have that journal close by. Just in case. Just in case the mood strikes and, you know, I come up with, come up with the next br- balancing A effects. brilliant business idea <laughs> like has already happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't like enjoy flying um just because of my ears but usually once we reach cruising altitude I know like I can at least like (sighs) exhale a little bit because I made it that far um so if we have if it's a flight where there is a tv screen I'll either like put a movie on even if I'm not watching it it just like it's a nice distraction and then I'll sometimes read a book, but weirdly, and usually I, since your phone's on airplane, there's like not really much you can do, but I'll end up like looking through all of my pictures and videos. That's I don't know. so funny. I don't know why I do it. It's just like, I do it anyways, sometimes just randomly, but I think it's because I want to just like mindlessly scroll through my phone, but I can't like get, on, can't Instagram, get on Yeah. So it's like I'm in my own version of Instagram in a way. Um, but yeah, or sometimes I'll like read and journal, but Usually it's just like a white knuckling waiting for landing. But conversely, once I land and my ears are okay, it's like the best feeling in the whole world because I don't have to worry anymore and I'm in a new place. And yeah. I like did a hard thing and it, it worked out. So, um, okay. So how would you usually plan for a trip? So I, as I mentioned last episode, I'm a big Google Doc person. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll make a Google Doc of 
general things mm-hmm. we want to do in a specific location. So whether that's like tours we want to go on, museums we want to go to, restaurants that necessarily need reservations, and right. then I break those activities down by day and start mm. planning and booking from there. Okay. Because I don't like to have too many big things in one day. Yeah. And we'll get into this later, but I like to have some leisure time. Mm-hmm. Like if there's one big activity, that's the activity for the day, and then we can have the rest of the day kind of like built around it. That's smart. Yeah. What about you? Um, same with the Google Docs, but mine's just more of not necessarily like scheduling, but more of just like trying to find the cool like places that I want to go. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of deep diving um on instagram and then just doing research as to like new york times travel guide or goop has a lot of cool unique things in their travel guides um so just like writing those things down that i i want to see and then i'll usually group them by area um so i know like okay if i want to go to this coffee shop this little boutique is by there and this park oh that's smart um so that they're all kind of like arranged and i i have one for austin that i did and for san francisco that i have regularly like sent out to people when i know that they're <clears> going <throat> there i'm like hey do you want my google doc because charlotte does that i've has done that a lot too. of research yeah that's a good idea okay I feel like we laid the groundwork. Yes. I will also say when it comes to like exploring or digging into a new city, one of my favorite things to do, and I I feel like you probably do this too, is I follow the like tourism board on Instagram or I'll I'll follow the hashtag that's like explore whatever city. Right. Just to get an idea of like where locals go and kind of like a vibe for what it's like. I like doing a location search on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then looking at the top posts because usually those are like... Not that I, like, only go where influencers go, but, like, you know, the, the aesthetically pleasing places yeah. will usually be featured We are there. all about aesthetically pleasing and cozy things. Exactly. All right. Let's take a trip back in time. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry oh, talking man. about this. All right. Let's get into our travel <laughs> histories. And these are, uh, the bulk of it is, like, Europe, um, but there is some, like, American stuff thrown in as well. Yeah. Um, but let's just start with you. So let's hear your travel history. <clears throat> okay, so my first time abroad was after I graduated high school in 2011. Um, I will. <laughs> I want to say that, so my dad didn't want me to go on senior week so badly that he not only sent his daughter on a Euro trip, <laughs> but he paid for his ex-wife to go on that Euro trip with his daughter because he didn't want to go. That is uh, some dedication. And he let me pick the place. Wow. He was literally like, please just don't go to senior week. I will, I'll let you and your mom go anywhere. What I'm like, happened at his senior week that he didn't want I don't to know. recreate? I feel like I'm a pretty responsible kid. I don't think I would have gotten into any trouble, but it just... I mean, I'm grateful for it. Thanks, yeah. Dad, for sending me on an international trip. It's so, uh, I just, this hit me, but it's very Lizzie McGuire, the movie of you. That's how I <laughs> felt, yeah. And so my mom and I went to Italy when I graduated from high school. We went to Rome, Venice, and Florence, and then took some day trips and stayed and went to Capri and Tuscany while we were there, too. Oh, I was lovely. 17 at the time, and I, it was just like the coolest the coolest thing ever. Isn't it the most bizarre feeling? Like, I wonder if you had the same feeling I had. Like, when you first land and you're like, I'm in Europe. And it's yeah. like, it's the most surreal feeling. As someone who grew up in West Virginia and only really, like, the extent of my travels were, like, going to New York every year for a dance-related thing. Yeah. I had never been out of the country. And this was, like, very eye-opening to me and exciting. And I just, I loved every second of it. So that was my first time abroad, and we just, like, hit a bunch of places in Italy. And then in 2013, 
spoiler alert, Lainey and I both studied abroad. (laughs) So the summer going into my junior year of college, I went on a month-long summer study abroad trip to Italy. So it was like a month long. We stayed about 10 days in each place. Nice. So we went to Italy, we were in Germany, and we were in Austria. So in Italy, we were in Florence, and we took some trips to Tuscany. In Germany, I was in Munich, and then in Austria, we were in Salzburg, and I Ugh. took a trip to Vienna. Jealous. It was really fun, and I also want to say that this is this is kind of funny. So like Albert and I, so this is 2013. Albert and I started dating in April 2013. Mm-hmm. I left to study abroad for a month in May of 2013. Okay. So we had, like, just started, like, hanging out. Yeah. And I was about to go abroad. My little sister was graduating high school at the, like, around the same time. So I was going back to West Virginia to go to her high school graduation. My whole family was going to be there. Like, both my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family coming together. Again, they've been divorced forever. So it's a weird mixed bag. Yeah. And I remember being, like... Albert, I know this is weird, like, we've been, like, hanging out, but do you maybe want to go to West Virginia with me to, like, go to this, like, because I'm not going to see you. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm literally going to be gone for a month. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, I'd totally do that. I was like, okay, well, like, no pressure. I mean, how do you want me to introduce you? And he's like, tell tell him I'm your boyfriend. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, but you haven't asked me to be, like, you haven't asked to be my boyfriend. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. And then... We, like, sat there for, like, five minutes, like, watching a movie, and then he paused. He's like, so, can I be your boyfriend? <laughs> and that's literally how we started dating. And so he came to West Virginia right before I studied abroad, met my entire fucking family. Aww. And I was like, hey, this is my boyfriend as of a week ago. That's, like, I mean, shout out. That's, like, you know, that's the one right there. He got thrown into you it. right in yeah. from off the bat. And he had just graduated from, like, bartending school, so all my family was like, bartender make me a margarita (laughs) wait so did you drive up and back together um or did you fly from west virginia to europe i think we flew together to west virginia we flew back and then the next day i was like gone and so we did long distance for a month when we first started dating how did y'all talk i am we facetimed like crazy and my dad i like begged my dad to get me a special plan (laughs) and i went way over it but i was so like i was like in the beginning it's like yeah i was like are you sure you want to date me i'm about to go abroad i'm like i'm not gonna do anything but like i don't know if that's weird Anyway, worked out. We're married. Um, so that was my, my second time abroad. And then you went to Europe together. Yes. And then in 2016, I popped Albert's Europe cherry. <laughs> and we went to Norway with... So we went with four of our best friends, two couples that we actually lived with in college. We went to Norway. We started off in Oslo and then traveled by train to go to Voss. And then after Norway, the couples all split up, and I took Albert to Florence because I really wanted him to see where I'd been in, like, my favorite Mm -hmm. place thus far. And while we were in Florence, we took a day trip to Cinque Terre. And that was really cool, getting to show Albert around, like, a place that I'd been before. And he's also hella Italian. I was like, (laughs) these are your people, honey. Your homeland. Yeah. And so that was really, really fun. Um, I'll talk more about Norway later. So dreamy. But I love Norway. And then in 2017. Bonjour. Bonjour, <laughs> merci beaucoup. My voulez-vous coucher avec moi? <laughs> C'est toi. In 2017, I went to Paris. My one of my best friends, Kimmy, part of her master's program was like studying abroad for a whole summer. So cool. And then at the end of it, she just decided to stay there and travel. And so my friend 
my other friend Taylor and I decided to join her and we just did a seven day girls trip to Paris. That's so fun. We just fun. stayed in Paris. I blew all my savings. No <laughs> fucking regrets. I also got my tattoo of a sunflower there. I love it. It was the most, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I don't think I realized at the time how memorable that trip was going to be for me. Like, the fact that I could just pick up and just pop over to Paris. That's so, and then to have someone that was, like, living there. So that's, like, a whole extra level of, like, Yeah, she wasn't living, she wasn't living there. She was just, she just, like, came to meet us. We had an Airbnb. okay. But we stayed for seven days in Paris. It was so fun. We had a That's a good amount of time. Like, especially in one city. And it was relaxing. Yeah, you can really, like, take the, like, travel gas off. Yeah. Just, like, experience it in a, like, relaxed way. So that's my travel. Travel history, and then other than that, the big American cities that I visited and feel the need to say because I just these are the only ones that I, I guess care to yeah. mention is obviously New York, Boston, Miami, LA, and San Francisco. And I'm just gonna say it in prefaces: I am a New England fanatic. <laughs> if Albert was like, I want to move to Massachusetts tomorrow, I'd be like already in the car, ready to go. No, no, Mass- the New don't England, leave me. New England is my. It's like the. It's just the most quaint, cozy place, I think, in, I mean, not in the world, but, like, in the United States. Yeah. And so, that is everything that I want to have in life. You want to be Gilmore Girls. Basically, I guess. And also, like, one of my best friends, Hannah, lives in New England. Albert's sister lives in Boston. I just love New England a lot. Anyway. It is lovely. Take me through your travel history. Well, well, well. Okay. I have a lot, but they're all compacted into my study abroad. That yeah. was the, my only time so far. I'm going to caveat because I'm determined to get back there before life gets crazy. I think crazy. we need a sexy six euro trip. How much fun would that be? I like, think we I need, literally can't process the amount of fun that I we I think we have. need Charlotte to take us to Spain because you studied abroad and she's been there by yes. herself and then she would book all of like the Wait, cool see Airbnb like experiences. Can we like start planning that? I think I just need to take a year after so like after I get the vaccine. I'm just like I'm going to take a year and just travel. Honestly, honestly, help the uh, help all the tourism out. Yeah. Um, so okay, here we go. As like a kid slash high school, the only time I left the U.S. was like some cruises to the Bahamas and Mexico. Like not that exciting. But then in 2012, so like around the same time that you did your My first, first trip, Euro yeah. trip. Um, I studied abroad and I was based in Brussels, Belgium, and it was also kind of like a May master. So we got there in May and then we stayed for six weeks. Um, I didn't know anybody going, but I was just determined to go. That's I, very bold of you, knowing I, you as a person now. I'm really proud of myself that I did that and it ended up being like just the most fun time ever, but... It's, like, also that thing in my personality where I'm very determined and I feel like I won't let any, like, certain things stand in the way of doing what I want. And mm-hmm. what I wanted was that. So, uh, we were based in Brussels, Belgium, as I said, which I really knew nothing about. But it was a really lovely city, very international, very historic. And it's a good kind of hub. So, while we were there uh, in Belgium, we did a day tip to Bruges, which was beautiful. A lot of little different trips in Brussels area. Um, And then we went over to Amsterdam. That was just a quick train ride. That was just a day trip. Um, We did a weekend in London. We did a weekend in Paris. We went to Barcelona. (laughs) 
Shout out, Mike. That my favorite <laughs> meme is the one where it's like, yo, the sandwich is pretty good. And someone's like, not as good as the sandwich I had while I was studying abroad in Barcelona. <laughs> Mike always gets on my case because I just, I talk about going to Barcelona because I love it so much. And then we, our last little jaunt was, I don't know if it was last in six, order but we went to Italy and we did Rome Florence and then like a quick hop over to Pisa oh yeah uh and that was just it was amazing I mean it was like go 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 and I I don't think I like slept a wink hardly the whole time because it was just like let's see every single thing we can see while we're doing this um but I like am so glad that I did it and then American city wise I've been to a fair amount of places um uh, we'll just trick down the list. Atlanta, this is in sequential order. Atlanta, New York, D.C., St. Louis, Chicago, L.A., Nashville, San Diego, Austin, parentheses, all caps, my favorite city ever, 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 ever. Austin to Laney is New England to Tory. I adore it, like, more than words can say. Um, and then the most recent places I've gone are Boston and San Francisco slash, like, we drove down to Carmel and stuff. Um... But I'm, you know, I've as I was also somebody that came from a very small town, I didn't, I think the first time I flew, I was in middle school, but we just went to New York. Um, I don't was, remember the first time I flew. I was like, oh. <laughs> I remember because my parents, so my dad had like a client in the city that he needed to go meet with, and my mom and I just kind of tagged along. And it was the year after 9-11. Oh, and geez. my like brain couldn't process like, that every flight to New York didn't end in smashing into a building. So I had, like, a meltdown when they yeah. told me. And they were probably so disappointed because they were probably, like, so excited to surprise me with this trip. Um, but it was, I mean, it ended up being the flight was fine, but it was so much fun. Just, like, getting to be the, like, Eloise, fulfill my Eloise dreams <laughs> of being an only child jaunting around the city with my parents. Um but I, I, I love traveling, and I really, really, really hope that we are going to be able to do more in the future, because I want to go back to Europe with Mike. He's never been, and I just want to experience it with somebody I know, because I've never yeah, done that. Yeah, like, it's really so fun. Like, me taking Albert was more fun, like, was so fun for me yeah. because of that, and I feel like you would have so much enjoyment watching I know. Mike experience I do remember, it. like, being at certain places, like, specifically the top of the Arc de Triomphe, like thinking god I wish like my mom was here or like I wish yeah. like somebody was here that I could like hug or <laughs> I don't know yeah just like it's different when you're with strangers and we all became <clears throat> friends but versus with someone you know yeah um okay so I think we've both like spoiled this but what was your favorite place that you visited slash why yeah I've got I I have to pick between well it's it's a toss-up between Florence and Italy and Paris and I do want to say that not not to be like hipster but like I loved Florence the first time I went in 2011 before every girl in America was like, Florence is the best. (laughs) It really is the best, and I'm glad it's, like, getting the tourism it deserves. I just like the artsy vibe of both of those cities. Florence is so special and unique. Um, I do also, though, love escaping to, like, a countryside, too. Yeah. So my go-to move when I go somewhere is taking a few days to explore a city and then venturing out of the city limits for, like, a more quiet scene for a couple of days, too. That's what we did in in Norway. That makes sense. And so next time, I really want to take Albert back to Paris, and so I'd love to, like, go to Paris, spend a few days, and then, like, go to a countryside or something. That sounds amazing. Yeah. What about you? Uh, internationally, I think I already spoiled this, but Barcelona, Barcelona. 
Um, I don't know if it's because it was the first place we traveled that was, like, warm and sunny, but it's just, like, a very lively, um, colorful city. Uh, it's really just beautiful naturally. Like, being on the Mediterranean was amazing. Um, the food was great. It was just, like, kind of like an exhale after being... Uh, and we didn't really have that much to, to do there. Like, obviously, we could go see, like, the um, Sangrada Familia and that kind of thing. But we didn't have too much on the agenda. And just being able to, like, go to the beach and chill was wonderful. Yeah. In that same vein, I guess I'm a beach person because I my other favorite that's, like, international, even though it's just the Bahamas, was I went with Mike's family to Eleuthera in 2019 and we were there for a week and it's like this tiny little pretty rural island in the Bahamas and it was the most relaxed I think I've ever been in my whole life. She was so depressed when she came back from that trip. She was like she was like I think I need to move to the Bahamas. (laughs) She also considered having their wedding in the Bahamas. I did. I really planned an entire month. You had like a dark month when you got back because you were just so you were like life we shouldn't be stuck in this office. We, we just need to be on a beach drinking out of coconuts. I felt so, it was such a shock to my system. I was like, this, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Like being free, being in nature, being like not on a schedule, no internet. And then to come back and like put on work clothes and sit in a box. I was just like, this is torture. Like yeah. what, are we, what are we doing with our lives? Where's the ocean? You're on island time, baby. I know. Um, well, I'll kind of skip my second part of this because it ties in with the next question. So aside from like favorite, are those also the places you could see yourself living? Yes. So if I was going to live anywhere abroad, other than like, I feel like the easiest place to live abroad would be like London because right. they speak English. And right. so I feel like that would be the most logical choice. But I have, like, dreams, and sometimes I will actually Google apartments in Paris and Florence uh, and just look at how much Tori they are. and Paris. Tori and Paris. <laughs> and then, so Paris and Florence would be two places I would just, like, love to live if I was able to have my job still and yeah. be, be a functioning human. And then, or I'd just work in a coffee shop or a bookstore. <laughs> Can you imagine? God. No, that's, like... It's just the dream. That's would be my alternate life. And then Albert and I also have an ongoing joke about retiring to Norway just because it is so beautiful and peaceful. How I'm did not, you guys decide on Norway? I'm sure we've talked about this, this before. This is funny. So one of my best friends growing up, her name's Maria. She probably listens to this. She is like the sweetest human. She's from Norway. Oh, okay. And so I danced with her. We were just such good friends in middle school. And so I've always been like intrigued by Norway because she was such a lovely wonderful human yeah. and I was like wow Norway produces really great people and then Albert really got on a kick of like Norway because he's big into kayaking and like right. he wanted to go somewhere cool where like we could do something outdoors right and so he was big into it and just became kind of a Norway fanatic for no reason and would just look at pictures of it constantly big frozen fan <laughs> uh yeah I guess he just like would always look at pictures and yeah. so when we were planning our trip with all of our friends, um, we just we were like, we are going to go to Norway. Yeah. Don't know about you guys, but that's where <laughs> we're going to go because I just really wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah. And I'm not kidding when I say, I mean, every, every place I've been is like beautiful, but Norway is the most picturesque, beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. The food is not great, so do not go for the food. <laughs> that's why I was so gra- glad when we went to Italy right after. Yeah. Um, but so beautiful. You can't even imagine. 
It seems like a place untouched by, like, anything bad. Like, and when we... So we went to Oslo, and then we took a train, like a mm-hmm. five-hour train ride to Voss, which is supposedly the world's most beautiful train ride. Was it? It was. <laughs> and though I'll get into my my funny story is that I was hungover the whole time I was on the train. Uh-oh. Um Less so than the other people. Oh, is that on my when you like though. had to dash? Yep. To the airport. Don't spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I remember staring out the train, and I was like, "Why is it so beautiful here?" Because I think of like West Virginia, where I grew up, as beautiful and mountainous. Right. And I, it dawned on me. I was like, "There's no billboards. There's yeah. no signage." I was like, "This whole place is Just untouched." Nature. Yeah. And like that's why. And Colorado's the same way. Yeah. Colorado doesn't let people put up billboards or like signage like that, and that's why it looks so beautiful. Pave paradise. Put up a parking lot. But don't. Wait, I was like, don't always think. Is that <laughs> yeah. the same? Okay. That you don't know what you got till it's, it's gone. gone. We can't get one podcast without singing. At this point, it's a tradition. Yeah. Tell me where you'd live. Okay. No shock to anyone that knows me because I've been screaming it from the rooftops. But my, well, another friend of the pod, Kelly, our mutual friend, <laughs> um, got married in just outside of Austin, Texas. Uh, I think it was the summer of 2017. So I went there for her wedding and had some buffer time before got in like on a Thursday morning um, and got to explore Austin. And I didn't really know too much about it beforehand. Like obviously I researched, but when we landed and just like, honestly, within the first couple hours, I was like fully head over heels, enamored, in love, obsessed. The entire just vibe of the city is me. And I don't even know how to put it into words, like, to explain it, but I was just like, this could easily be my home. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a, like, nature-centric, like, active, fun, vibrant city. Like, so many, like, gorgeous, unique, like, restaurants. The, just the... Everything about it is just perfect to me. Like I, I to me, you yeah, are perfect. To me, you are perfect. Uh, so I, Mike, and I early in our relationship were like discussing the future and everything, and I was like, Austin can never be off the table. Like if you tell me I can't go there, I'm gonna have a really like I'm gonna be really really upset. So yeah. Austin is on the table at some point in our lives. I don't know what way, shape, or form. Maybe it'll just be like an extended vacation, but. I just had this feeling that I need to be there for a period of time. And I don't know. If you've ever been to Austin and you loved it as much as I do, like, holla so we can chat about it. Because nobody that I know has the same feeling <laughs> quite as deep as I have for it. But, yeah, I think that would be my go-to, even though it's in the U.S. That makes sense. It's just the best. Woo! All right. So, traveling... Is there any sort of, like, memento or thing you collect while you're there that will, like, remind you of the place that you always seek out? I'm so glad you asked, Lainey, (laughs) because I feel so strongly about this. Let's get into it. I always like to find a piece of art on my travels. It doesn't have to be, like, a big or expensive piece of art. I'm not out here getting Picassos. (laughs) Just something I can take home and remember the trip by. So when I went to Italy the first time, my mom and I bought paintings Uh, from like a local artist in the square she framed it for me and it's hanging in my living room and then in Germany while I was studying abroad I bought a fake Van Gogh from the museum shop which is his sunflower painting obviously and then in Paris I bought a sketch of just like the Eiffel Tower and its surroundings for like 25 cents at a corner shop nice and I framed it in like a gold frame it looks beautiful yeah and then I also really love 
in addition to art, I love getting journals mm, while abroad. Interesting. My favorite place in the world is Il Papiro. I'll link it. They've okay. got a stellar Instagram as well. Very proud of their online presence. Oh. It's called Il Papiro in Florence. I go there every single time I visit, and I pick out, like, several journals. Yeah. I can show you some. They're literally sitting on my – they're on my um, my shelf. So when I took Albert to Florence, I brought him there. That was, like, the first stop I took. Yeah. Because I'd been twice before. And you're like, oh, um, Tori, it's been so no, long. They, obviously, <laughs> they didn't remember me. But I brought him there, and I was telling the store worker how much I loved the place. And I was right. like, I come here every single time. And he took me to the back. And so what they do is they make – what like they make their own covers for the journals out of watercolor like Aww. art and they do it in house and so he took me to the back and let me make my own watercolor paper That's using so cool. their techniques and there's a picture that Albert took of me like like swirling it Aww. and he let me keep it and it's hanging in my living room too That's so special Yeah Oh my god I couldn't believe it I mean I was just being my weird self and telling yeah. him how much I loved the store I did not expect <laughs> I mean, there was no one else there, so he yeah. was like, he was like, come on back, like, da da oh And so that's hanging in my living room. So truly, like, I just love having reminders in my house of the fun times that I've had that's so abroad. Sweet. It just makes me really happy. I love that. Yeah. What do you like to collect? Well, I'm not as, like, good as you in this area, because I was, like, 20 when I was studying abroad. Yeah. I was more focused on, like, the doing, but I did, like, buy, like, a small little flag from every place that I visited. I never did anything with them. Yeah, I was about to say, what, what are they? They're just, like, in a box somewhere. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I just, like, that's what I did, and I never even, like, hung them up in college anyway, and I don't know what 20-year-old Lenny was thinking there. But aside from that, I have, like, gotten a magnet for, like, a lot of my travels, especially in the U.S., um, and so that's fine because they're, like, on the side of our fridge, and I see them every day. And Those it, are fun. It reminds me of the places that I've been and the things that I've done, but maybe I need to think more deeply about this and figure out something that could be my traditional item of choice. Yeah, I don't think it's something that I planned for. I think that the first time I went, I bought a piece of art, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. I do, like, collect things on trips. So, like, little postcards from, mm -hmm. like, a restaurant. Or yeah. I, I collect those kind of things, or, like, a ticket stub or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's my thing that I collect. Uh, okay. So I think we kind of touched on this with planning. Yeah. But let's, like, get deeper. So, like, what's your 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 way of planning when you are going on a big trip? Um, so I, like I said, I like to plan the big ticket items, but then I like to leave lots of leisure time to mm -hmm. be able to do whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my general rule of thumb. I think that's, that's smart. And I, again, I was 20 and we, we went to, I went to Brussels with zero other travel plans. Like we literally would make the plan maybe like on a Tuesday or Wednesday and then leave on a Thursday. So mm -hmm. it was very like spur of the moment. Like, for instance, we got to Paris at, like, 8 a.m. on, let's just say, a Thursday, and then we left at, like, 5 p.m. on Friday, yeah. and, like, the entire time we were there, it was, like, Eiffel Tower, Art of Triomphe, the Louvre, like, yeah, that's Notre Dame, like, all, like, boom, boom, boom. So if I was going back, I would definitely, like, have maybe, like, a couple tentpole items in the, you know, on the, like, specific days, and then... Just wander around, because I feel like that's the most fun of being in a city anyway. Especially a new place, and it's the best way to, like, explore and discover things that you might not have thought you would stumble upon. Yeah. Um, and those can kind of be, like, the most fun times anyway. Um, so, more like this versus that. So, would you choose an Airbnb or a hotel? 
Okay, so I say Airbnb unless you're feeling very fancy, and mm-hmm. then I do hotel. So, like, for our anniversary trip that we were supposed to go on in 2020 to Scotland and Ireland, we had hotels booked because I was like, this is our anniversary trip. We're going all out. We're adults. But we're Airbnbs married, are just so easy and simple, and I think that you feel similarly here. Um. Yes. I mean, again, <laughs> I was... 20 and this was like pre Airbnb it's like 2012 I guess um so we honestly just stayed in hostels my entire Europe UK experience was hostel based and which thankfully aside from one hostel in Rome we had like private rooms with our group so we weren't like sleeping with a bunch of strangers around Thank God, that stresses me out yeah I think I slept with like my passport in my pillowcase because yeah. I was so sketched out that something would happen um but if I was going back, I'd probably either do the Airbnb or hotel route aside. Because I, I really don't have any grand, astound, grand ground to stand on as far as, like, having an opinion. Because I don't have the experience of one or the other. Yeah, it depends on, like, the vibe you're going for the trip. I mean, Airbnb feels a little bit more local. But if you're, like, wanting to be extra fancy, sometimes I just really like knowing that someone's going to wash my sheets. I think I would feel a little, <laughs> like, worried if it was a non-English-speaking country about, like, having a problem at the Airbnb and then having to figure out how to get in contact with the host. Yeah. And that kind of thing. When um, we, when we, when I took Albert to Florence, we stayed in an Airbnb and it was owned by this woman and it was like the top floor of a five story walk up and it was so beautiful. We had like an apartment to ourselves. She picked us up at the train oh. and like brought us there. She was amazing. That's really nice. So that was a really cool yeah. experience. Yeah. I mean, I've stayed in Airbnbs all over the US and they've always been yeah. pretty much fine. So, and I've heard that they're like pretty affordable, like in Paris. People oh, for have sure. Said, like Airbnbs are like maybe like a hundred or 200 euro a night yeah it's a very cost effective way to travel abroad um this is gonna make me hungry i know i'm already like starving it's like one o'clock and i haven't eaten lunch so (laughs) what's the best food you've had abroad okay so not necessarily in any particular order but pear gnocchi in florence don't knock until you try it no that sounds incredible any pizza in florence duck breast with peach glaze in paris i still think about that meal Brie cheese with a giant baguette in Paris. Gotta have a baguette fight in front of the Eiffel every, Tower. Every night I was in Paris with my girlfriends. We each bought ourselves a bottle of Vub. We had a giant baguette and some brie cheese, and we just sat on the Seine and drank and ate, and it was I'm amazing. I'm gonna cry out of how, like, adorable that sounds. It's, it was truly the most magical. And then escargot in Paris. I didn't think I'd like it. I really liked it. This is giving me a major passport to Paris vibes. <laughs> Actually... Tell me you've seen that movie. No, yes, I have. And okay. funnily... Funnily enough, my so Taylor and Kimmy and I were in Paris on Bastille Day oh, fun. when we went. And so we went to the Seine and watched the fireworks and they both dressed. This is like the most American shit ever. <laughs> but they had on like their striped one of them had a blue and white striped shirt, yeah. the other one had a red and white, and they posed back to back. And they literally look like Passport to Paris. It was so funny. Man, those movies were like my introduction to so many places. I will literally find the photo for you right now as you tell me the best food that you've had abroad. Um, Well, I will say, again, I was young, so I wasn't really paying attention to the food. But the stuff that does stick out, um, obviously Belgium is known for their waffles and their chocolate. Yes. The waffles were amazing. You could just like get them anywhere. Um, I would always get them with like strawberries on top. Like, beautiful, fresh strawberries. And also, 
I mean, this is going to be shocking. I didn't really like chocolate until I went to Belgium, and I being there, you just kind of like, it's the best chocolate ever, so you kind of have to come to love chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bar- Barcelona. <laughs> uh, I had some really amazing paella, um, so that really stuck out. I did find a picture of me, and it's like, it comes in this giant kind of like, I don't know, not like a wok, but like a very low, like wide dish and you just kind of eat it family style. Yeah. So good. And then we kind of had similar experiences here, but I was, um, when we were in Amsterdam, I just like was dying for a burger, just like a normal American meal. And so there's a million of these over there. So we went to the Hard Rock Cafe where I had like a $25 burger and ate every bit of it and it was great. Yes. I also, I went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Rome with my mom because all I wanted was salad dressing that wasn't (laughs) oil and vinegar. Oh boy. Uh, And then my, so this is kind of like a tale of caution. So we got to Paris and it was the morning. So we were in search of breakfast and there was this little cafe across from um, the Paris Opera House, like Mm -hmm. as in um, Phantom of the Opera. And so they had the sign that said American breakfast. And we were like, splendid. I would love some bacon Were and they eggs. cannibals? <laughs> we got put in a pot. No. Um, so we sit down. And at this point in the trip, like, I was running low on cash. Because I, mis- yeah. I really made a mistake in that I brought a credit card thinking that would be the best way to go. No. Like, at most places don't over there don't split checks and so yeah I would end up paying for our whole group's meal and then people would just pay me like oh. in euros or whatever yeah um so I was running low on cash and we ordered this American breakfast without like asking what the cost was because it's breakfast like how much can it cost yeah and it comes and it's literally like three pieces of romaine lettuce with some sort of cream on them and two bright red boiled hot dogs Gross. Like, the most... I'm saddened and like, that they think that's an American... A wilted piece of tomato. Ew. And it was, like, 50 euro. Uh, it was some insane thing that we were, like... It was a knife to the gut that we were actually going to have to pay for those. But we yeah. felt so dumb at that point. We're like, yeah. well, we'll just we'll just suck it up the cost and eat this. But it was, uh, it was a travesty. I have to show you this photo. That's literally the the cover of Passport to Paris. I mean, that's incredible. Oh, man. Okay, so let's hear... I kind of, like, slightly ruined this, but... No, I'm so excited to tell this story. I wanted to hear your funniest, craziest study... Or, not study. uh, Just abroad story. Yeah, so... Okay, so my funniest story is in 2016. So, we again, we went to Norway with four of our best friends. They were two couples that we lived with in college. And we... One of those couples lives in Scotland. They live in Glasgow. And so we don't really get to see them often. We hadn't all been together in, like, years. And so we get to Norway. We're in Oslo. We all have an Airbnb for the night. And the next morning, we're going to Voss in the countryside. Spirits are high. Spirits are high. And so we're all together, and we're like, Like, when you're with your college friends, the college side of you just comes out without even realizing Albert was, like, thriving because he was with his, like, you know, college roommates. And they bought this... So in Norway, I guess the traditional liquor is called aquavit, and it's okay. made out of, like, weird potatoes or yeah. something. It's disgusting. Like a type of it's vodka. It's like a licorice vodka. It is Ew. appalling. And so that night, we just, like, went insane. <laughs> We're in every, like, bar in town. And also to say that this was September 2016, right before the election. And so there were a lot of people, like, who, when they noticed we were American, they were coming up to us. And we were, like, at that time, it was still a joke, and right. no one thought that 
Trump was going to get elected. And we were like, <laughs> Americans aren't that stupid. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so good times, good times. Oh, when God. we all thought that was a joke. But we just went totally crazy. And But we were responsible. Like, we, we set our alarms for the next morning. We right. were all ready to go. And so we went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning, and my friend Rachel, my my beautiful Scottish princess, we, <laughs> you just hear her voice, and she's like, um, guys, <laughs> we have 10 minutes to get to the train. There's one train that takes you to Voss, and it's a five-hour train ride. Yeah. So we had to be checked out of the Airbnb, and our new Airbnb was like, we had to be there at a certain time. Right. We had coordinated all of that. Right. And so our phones, what happened was our phones didn't register the time change. So no one's alarm went off. No, this is another home alone moment. Yeah, no one's alarm went off. And so we woke up to Rachel being like, guys, we have 10 minutes to get to this this train station or else we're not getting to Voss. And it's like, imagine. Literally, that's what happened. We were all like, and you just imagine like pure mayhem, like throwing suitcases, yeah. like suitcases together. We all just grabbed Wiping our shit. For the back oh of my god, hand. we were we were still in like our clothes from the night before. We were probably still drunk, running through the streets of Oslo I'm to like get to the train station. That feeling, and we get to the train and literally stop the doors with our hands. It was a scene out of a movie. That's like insane. Albert was like, no. <laughs> And we stopped it and barely made it on the train. And then we all sit down and we were like, and we just sat down in the the seats that were there. Like we have a, we're supposed to have assigned seats on this train. We had already bought the ticket. And then we look at our tickets and we realize we're in the seats that we're actually supposed to be in, which was really kismet. But then we all sit down and everyone's like, I don't. My, my teeth aren't brushed. Um, <laughs> I'm still hungover. I'm sweating. And we had to sit there for five hours. Oh. And it's supposed to be the most, like, picturesque, beautiful train ride. Nauseous and, like, And sweaty. Albert's head was on the table the whole time. Oh, no. There's this really funny picture of him and my friend Sam, and they're just, like, both face down on the table. I'm like, you guys are missing the most beautiful oh. train ride in the world. Did you eat anything? I'm like... I don't remember. I want to, like, retroactively feed you bread. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't as hungover as the boys. Um, the boys yeah. were having a much harder time, and I think yeah. I brushed my teeth in the in the train bathroom. And yeah, like, I can't see you not trying to spritz yourself. Oh, no. I, I, I was going to get the most out of that <laughs> five-hour train ride. I had a ball, but the boys were suffering because they felt like they were invincible. But Got that was, too deep in the aqua beat. That Yeah, that was, just, that was the funniest. Like, running through the streets of Norway, barely making it to our train, and then getting there uh. and being like... Well, guys, I had a similar experience getting on our train to Paris, but when we got on the train, we were not on our correct cart. So then we had to trek up the entire train. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah. Um, What's your funniest abroad story? Well, uh, ones that don't involve being just like a 20-year-old that can drink alcohol legally for the first time. What a a time. I mean, yeah. Um, Was, so we were... We're, I think we were going between Rome and Florence, and we had we took a bus, and the bus just like stopped, and they're like, "All right, we're here." It was the side of the road, like in the middle of nowhere. We thought, so we're like, "Um, okay." So we get off the bus, and the bus leaves, and it's literally just the side of the road. So we walk up the road. We're like, "Well, I guess we just continue along the path and just see where this takes us." Uh, thankfully, it was the middle of the day, so, like, not nighttime. And we come up to this little, like, hamlet of a town. Like, maybe, like, two restaurants. And none of them are open because it's Italy in the morning. Yeah. So, like, they aren't going to open until dinner or lunch, probably. And we just go in this restaurant where it's they're just, like, cleaning silverware. Like, it's not open. 
and we try to explain, and somehow we were able to explain ourselves enough that they called us a cab, but we were a little sketched out there for a minute. And the other one is another sketchy thing, but so when we were in uh, Rome, we met this guy in our hostel who was like, I mean, he said this again, we probably should have vetted this a little more, but he was this nice guy. He said he was from California. He was traveling alone and he was like a water polo player, whatever. So we had this water polo player. (laughs) So we had this site. We're like, Oh, well we want to go across town to the square where there's all these restaurants and bars, but we didn't know like the buses in Rome stopped running after a certain time. Uh, And so we took the bus. It was a hefty bus ride, like 20 minutes, maybe across town all the way to this place and we're there and we're having fun but when we go to go back we realize the buses aren't running and it's like maybe two in the morning at this point so the water polo player guy's like well we'll just walk so we walked in the middle of the night all the way across Rome basically following the lead of this guy who we had just met I was like so terrified I mean thank god we made it back and he ended up not murdering us and nothing happened but it was a very sketchy that was like the only time I felt scared on yeah. the trip but that's probably one of the ones that's most memorable well in a crazy way yeah um, but what's like another like the most memorable aside from being a crazy story that you've had so my like favorite experiences while abroad were kayaking in the Norwegian fjords. Mm-hmm. So when we went to Voss, we went there specifically because it was the countryside. The fjords are like right there. Right. It is the most it was just the most beautiful and amazing thing I've ever done. The pictures that Albert and I took at the mouth of the fjords look like we're copied and pasted. They do look fake. It's insane. They look fake. It, it was just the most beautiful and magical thing I've ever done. We spent the whole day, it was like a day trek, kayaking through the fjords. We had this really cool guide from New Zealand, and we, like, popped on a little beach, and he cooked us lunch, Ugh. and it was it was so cool. The funny, in hindsight, it was funny, because I get really freaked out about things underneath the water. Like, I don't like the ocean, because it scares me. Way. Albert told me, he's like, don't worry, there there's not anything in here. Like, yeah. it's a closed whatever Afterwards, he's like, yeah, there are, like, whales and seals and, like, oh everything lives under the fjords, Tori. This is, the like... The Loch Ness Monster. I was, I was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, thank God, God you didn't, didn't tell me, me <laughs> while this was happening because I would be so scared. Whales scare the shit out of me. They're um, huge. They're massive. So that was the coolest thing I've ever done and still just, like, the most amazing day I think I've ever had. And then the other really awesome experience I had was while I, we were in Paris I feel with like my this two is polar girlfriends. opposite from kayaking. So, so, like, so from, from the outdoors, kayaking in the Norwegian fjords, I also went to a cabaret show in Paris so um, at Crazy Horse, which if you don't know what that is, they're literally like cabaret dancers, yeah. and they're basically nude. And my friends and I, who all went, were dancers growing up, and we were just had a ball. We had, like, front row seats. We got champagne so service. Fun. Watched these hot-ass girls basically <laughs> naked do some cabaret. And then we went home and tried to reenact it ourselves <laughs> while we were drunk on champagne. It was so fun. And that was the same day I got my tattoo. And I, it was just, like, the what most. What a great day. Yeah. And that was also the day I had the duck breast with the peach glaze before. I mean, how are you going to top that? It was a good day. It was a good day. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, I don't have like more that many specific things. It's more like my entire study abroad is memorable. Like I said yeah. before, just like being so proud of myself for going over there, not knowing a single soul and then ended up like having such a great time. Um, this is kind of like your flight story, but I do have this specific memory of being on a bus between Paris 
and the airport, which was in the countryside, and just listening. I think I was listening to Yellow by Coldplay and just staring out, <laughs> staring out the window and just being like, this is my life. I'm in Paris. What's happening? And it just cemented itself in my brain. And then um, really just any trip that I've been on with Mike has been memorable. Like just wandering around the cities that we've been, New York and Boston with him. The entire Eleuthera trip, as I said before, was just so purely magical and wonderful. Hey, Lainey's going to move to the Bahamas. I'm going to move to New England. It's fine. We will remote podcast. And then my last trip that I went on before all this nonsense happened, Mike and I went to San Francisco and then we spent a day driving down the Pacific Coast Highway. We rented a car um, going to Carmel and Big Sur, and that was just incredibly beautiful. Like, it wasn't that huge into San Francisco, but that drive and just experiencing, yeah. like, nature. And I love renting a car when I travel, like, in in America, at least. Like, it's just, you feel so free and, like, you have your own space and you're not beholden to anyone, so... That memory of driving, well, also because I thought I was going to get engaged the entire time. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but I'm glad yeah. that you did. I, was, I thought you were also going to get engaged I on was, that trip. I uh, was on pins and needles. I mean, we got engaged like two weeks after, but I was on pins and needles the whole time. I was like, oh, we're in California. We're on the, the coast. We're watching the sunset. We're watching the sunset on a cliff. It's I feel like beautiful. guys just like to fuck with you and don't do it at the moment when you think it's perfect. Oh, we we need to we'll share both of our proposal stories on our, our on our marriage on our episode. wedding marriage episode. Good thing Howard doesn't listen to the podcast because he's gonna get upset. <laughs> oh God. Okay, well that was the past. We've yes. had some great times, but let's look forward. Let's just say it's twenty twenty two. The vaccines everywhere. We can travel again. What's the first place you're going? Okay, so. Albert and I have been supposed to go, we, we've had two trips planned to Scotland and Ireland over the course of the past three years. We have not been yet. So the first place I will hopefully go is Scotland and Ireland. Um, Greece is on my list. So my three best girlfriends and I have this pact that we're going to go to Greece for our 30th birthdays. Is this the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants pact? We didn't think <laughs> it was. And then someone sent the picture in our group chat and yeah. was like, we need to recreate this photo while in Greece. Wait. Quick fire, can you say who's who? Like, who is what character? Ooh, I feel... I don't know, actually. I feel like we're all, like, a mixture of Lena and Tibby. Okay. Danny actually might be Blake Lively, because she's, like, cool. Yeah. And, like, can't be bothered. I feel like Aaron's a little Tibby. But then I would say that Kimmy and I are both pretty Lena. But I don't... Carmen? I don't know. I feel like you could have some Maybe I'm Carmen because of the daddy issues. You're not quiet enough to be Lena, I don't think. Okay, L- Kimmy's You're Lena, Carmen. I'm Carmen, okay. Danny is, what's Blake Lively's character? Uh, B. B, yeah. and Aaron is Tibby. I love it. Yeah. It's so fun. So, if you don't take a picture wearing jeans there while you go, our friendship's over. Oh, I'm a thousand, we're a thousand percent doing it, <laughs> I'm gonna so. get you guys a pair of jeans that all match with, like, stitching something. Our plan is to go in this, in June of 2022, so that's right after Danny turns 30. Oh! That's um, so fun. Yeah, so that is on our list. And then I really want to take Albert back to Paris and explore another area, some other areas of France, like I mentioned. Yeah. I really want to do a yoga retreat in Bali at some point. Incredible. I, I also think I might end up being in Bali at the end of this year. What? Um, for a wedding that I'm not going to – I can't say too much about right now. Oh. But – some of our friends got engaged and they want to do a destination wedding cool. in Bali. So that would be cool. That's and an then, insane travel. What is that? Like you fly into Thailand? I have no idea. Well, 
No. Where's Bali? Bali's in Indonesia. <laughs> but isn't it like, I don't know. I, I have friends that were in, lived in Thailand and they would go to Bali, but. I don't know. I don't know how close they are. I haven't looked into it that much, but then like Pipeline, Albert and I really want to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, my best, one of my best friends, Hannah, she studied or she taught in Thailand for years. And so I really want to do a Thailand trip with her. And then I would also really like to go to Spain and Portugal. So those are my pipeline. Maybe we'll do sexy six in Spain. I think we should in Portugal. The alliteration of that is really the pleasing. SSS. Sexy six in Spain. <laughs> uh, okay, for me, yes, your all caps was Greece. My all caps is Canada because oh, Canada. It's like such a part of my heart now because Mike is Canadian, his family is Canadian. His whole, the bulk of his childhood was in British Columbia, and I just feel like a piece of me is missing because I haven't been able to go there and, like, see where he grew up. What part is he from? British Columbia. Okay. So, like, Vancouver, but his, where he grew up, grew up, was, like, four hours east of Vancouver. Gotcha. But we really want to go up there and spend, like, two weeks because his whole, like, extended family is up there, and it's kind of a running joke between him and I that he won't take me to Canada, even though it's just because we haven't been able to, like, figure out a time yeah. that would work. But I think Mike and his sister and her husband and I want to do a group trip up there. Hopefully, we were talking about this coming, like, August, September, but just depends on if their borders open and all that. But mm-hmm. that's my number one, just because it's very dear to my heart at this point. The other, this is technically a state, but I really, 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 really times a million want to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why, I just feel very drawn to it. I feel like it would be another, like, a Luthra-type experience. And the only thing... You're such a tropical vibe. I am, and I didn't even think that about myself. I like, hate tropical vacations. Yeah, I just feel like anytime I can be, like, in cutoffs and a bathing suit and just, like riding around in a car with my hair flowing around and like swimming I don't know it just sounds like the best time ever and then a polar opposite of that but I really want to go to the English countryside any any time of year honestly in the last like especially in quarantine I followed a bunch of accounts of people that live over there Mm -hmm. and it's just so idyllic and historic and I just would love to just kind of ramble around the countryside and over there and then, because The Sound of Music was such a big part of my childhood, yes. I've always wanted to go to Austria, and also Switzerland, um, so I, that's definitely up there. I would love to be able to take my mom, because Sound of Music is, like, something we've bonded over. Um, and then South of France is another one, and then just more time, honestly, in Paris and London, because when I was there, it was like, let's, like, just hit the ground running, and we didn't have time to breathe, really. Yeah. So... Lord willing. This is I'm supposed most... to be going on a honeymoon. We still haven't planned that yet. Yeah, so... wait. You, I mean, you're getting married this year. I know. Well, so we were talking about Jamaica because there's a direct flight from Atlanta to yeah. Montego Bay. I think you should go back to Eleuthera. Ugh, I would. But then you might never come home. I know. And then we'll have to take Gus and Addie. <laughs> oh, no. We'd have, to, we'd have to fly Gus and Addie over. Uh, okay, wow. That was very cathartic. This was the most, well, not that all of our episodes aren't fun, but I thoroughly enjoyed that going was, down my nostalgic rabbit hole was of travels. I will say, I have it baked into, we talk about marriage contracts a lot on here. Please know that we don't actually have marriage contracts that we made <laughs> our, our husbands or soon-to-be-husbands sign. It's just a theoretical contract. I have it built into my theoretical contract that we have to take a big trip every other year. Okay. Like, to not... Like, again, I don't like tropical vacations because I can't sit still. I've got a problem. And I'm aware of that. I've accepted (laughs) it. I just don't function well. And my way of unwinding is, like, exploring and doing. And 
So every other year, it's really important that I be able to go on like a travel adventure to Europe or Asia or something cool like that. Yeah. I mean, not that this is like coming soon, but I really just want to do a big Euro trip before kids are in the picture. That's all I think about now. I'm like, this fucking coronavirus is really fucking up my travel plans. I know, because the is ticking biologically. I mean, I'm, uh, we're both fine, but I just want to do so many things. And I, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to blow all my money in a year. Or and just like be one of those influencers that travels with their hell to tiny the no. baby. <laughs> hell to the no. But I really want to go to Scotland and Ireland. I really want, I'm going to do the Greece trip. And then Albert and I really want to go to Japan all before yeah. we even think about that before they're even a glimmer in your eye yeah no 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 yeah i just want to get back in our eye. gross <laughs> <laughs> what if someday in the future your children are listening to this episode and they hear you call them gross i would be like honey mommy had to go do fun things mommy before, was young before you got brought into the world and the pandemic and took i would away expect you to do life. the same thing like we are so that way when you are here we're going to focus a lot of our attention on you and then we'll drop you off at grandma and grandpa's for and a they'll week. be like dad uh are you gonna pay for me to go to europe with mom hell to so well. i don't go to senior week well yes because hopefully well albert and i will still be married yes we are we're we're together forever he's my soulmate <laughs> but um i hope he sends me and my daughter to italy when she graduates high school that'd be cute if maybe you i'll like, bake that in my marriage if contract. you made that a tradition that'd be precious love that Okay, shall we Tuesday top three? Let's t- t- Tuesday top three. All right, hit me. I kept mine. <laughs> you, you themed them again. I've themed them again. <laughs> I can't stop. It just makes me happy. So my first one is the, a carry-on suitcase that we actually bought for our Scotland and Ireland trip, and they arrived the day before the world announced that it was shutting down. Depressing. So that that's been really great. It meets Ooh. all the requirements for international travel carry-on. Those are cute. Yeah, they're real cute, and they've got a lot that's of a compartments to like open up and expand. Yeah, and so it's like sneakily a little bit bigger than it Actually thinks it is. is. Yeah, yeah. So we'll link those in the show notes. Oh, I want one. My second is a passport case because it just makes me feel fancy. I think I got mine from Target, but I am gonna link a bunch of passport holders that you can find on Etsy from different artisans because you should support local um but it's just a really fun thing to have and it makes you feel cool whipping it out at an airport i gotta renew my passport i'm not looking forward to that oh yeah and then my last one is my are my headphones which i just think are wearing them right now i'm wearing them right now as we record i wear them every day at some point what are yours well mine are not themed (laughs) at all but my that's fine we said that i was going to be themed and you would be a wild card So my first one is The History of Swear Words on Netflix. I feel like you would love this. I would. It's hilarious. Um, It just gets into, like, is it the etymology? Like, the history? Yeah. The etymology. And um, there's... I didn't know this, but I guess there's, like, a primal thing with swear words in your brain where they're reflexive. So, like, you say them in, like, an emotional situation and you don't even realize you're saying them. That makes sense. They get stored at this little special place in your brain. Anyway, it's kind of like drunk history in a way, just very... Um, I cuss a lot, and I wish I didn't, but <laughs> I grew up with... I mean, my mom was bad about it, and so... And I, just, I grew up being scolded for saying darn it, so... <laughs> Clearly. I'm over here saying fuckery ensued, and you're over here saying I don't give a hoot, so... <laughs> it's it's baked into my brain. I would never remember I accidentally said... I feel like I don't want to even break my streak on the podcast, but I said the S word when I was, uh, like, 11, accidentally, playing my Game Boy, and I got my mouth washed out with school (gasps) school soap. 
So, like, not even home soap. Like, put your mouth under the thing and pump the, the soap into your mouth. So, yeah. That's uh, that's what happened to me. Kids, I, kids I would, like, take, would like blast their parents on Instagram. Now be like, my mom washed my mouth out with soap. Oh my god, I would smack my kid if they did. <laughs> yeah, no. Anywho, the second is weirdly, I try not to shop this month, and then I get, I keep getting targeted. Did with you all buy these. something from this? Not this one, but I did buy something from another one. I want to see it when you're done. I will show you. But I keep getting targeted with these really cute independent brands that have exactly my taste of clothing and I feel like it's an attack on my spending habits but anyway this one there were many but this one was called desert dreamer brand and this is their tagline it says creating a feeling a story and authentic connection this is what we strive to do I believe that if you feel good in what you're wearing, it will carry over to other aspects of your life, and it becomes much more than what's in your closet. It's almost just like, I mean, if you don't buy something with that tagline, their copywriter is great. I mean, yeah. And I I feel like that's the smartest thing. Like, look at their branding, and like, look at their... I feel like I've actually seen, oh my god, I need this. I sent you, I think this is what I, I sent you one of their Yeah, Lainey sent me this shirts. and was like, this is my new favorite brand. Oh, and that, I mean, come on. Don't I need that shirt? Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I wish, sent you this. I was like, I mind. wish you would stop sending me these things that I like because Ugh, that's all I, I want. I, I, <laughs> I didn't buy, or this, I didn't put it in the outline, but something I actually bought from is a brand called Ascot and Heart, which is around the same lines. And I bought a white sweatshirt that has a giant yellow smiley face. That makes me happy. And I'm very excited about it. And then I bought rainbow fuzzy clogs. I have devastating news. Um, my is martini, it on back order? My, my martini sweatsuit, so the sweatshirt, is yeah. no longer available. No! So they're, they wouldn't cancel my order, but they're sending me the sweatpants, and I'm going to send them back. I can't have just one half of a martini sweatsuit. Are they going to come back in stock? I don't think so. I'm devastated. That's really sad. I know. I'm really sad. Wait, could they call around to stores, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if I care enough to fight that much about it. I'm just Dang. upset. I'm sad. I know I'm you'd sorry. be really sad. I'm I almost really texted you. For you. I know. <laughs> we were so... This is such an emotional journey that we took for you to get these... I, it took a lot for me to buy sweatsuit. that damn sweatsuit, and then they took half of it away from me, and and I was like, I don't want that's a really half sad. of a matching set. You know what? Maybe there's one that's coming out that's even more you. That maybe you'll that be able maybe to get. well, I think I have enough cat related things. So maybe it'll have coffee mugs all over or it. Or sunflowers. <gasps> I think I have Do you I'm, have sunflowers? I have so this? many sunflower things. Like ever since I, I mean, have a problem because anytime I see it now, I'm like Tori. I think people are doing that now. It's and like, I've noticed how much sunflower stuff I have. <laughs> I wore actually felt kind of silly maybe like yesterday I had my sunflower sweater from Madewell on that my mother-in-law got me I was gonna wear it today but I wore I've worn it for the past two days and I had my sunflower bag that I bought at the thrift shop with you and I my my background on my phone is sunflowers (laughs) and then my little pop socket case is sunflowers amazing and I've got a tattoo of sunflowers and I was sitting at the vet office with Nova yesterday I was like People probably think I have a problem. <laughs> I was like, wow. You're like one of those old ladies that only wears purple. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Tell me your last. My last one, I came across randomly, but it's this um, local Charleston sweetgrass basket uh-huh. maker, and her handle is Sweetgrass by Nicole. But she does these really amazing creations with sweetgrass, so it's not just the baskets. Like, she's making purses with them. And she, like, sews this beautiful fabric and, like, makes the sweet grass, the handles. And I don't know if she sells them online or just in Charleston, but I just thought they were so beautiful, and I wanted to give her a shout-out. So Those are lovely. I don't have, like, a... I don't have an authentic sweet grass 
basket yet so maybe i'll have to buy one from her if i can figure out a way how to do it well guys we hope you had fun and enjoyed this this journey no we took off we flew around the world we came back laney's ears were fine my ears were fine i was only slightly (laughs) nauseous and we've touched down back in charleston and we'll be here for (laughs) the foreseeable future But, uh, but hopefully this was escapist for hopefully. you. Hopefully, and you know what? Well, uh, I would love to hear about your travels. So if you guys want to hop on at Crying Laughing Pod, interact with us over on yeah. the gram. We would love to have you. If you want to leave us a review, that would be just darling of you because <laughs> we haven't gotten one since December, and I feel like that would just be a cherry on top of well, nothing really good yet, but it would be nice. We're gonna it take would be nice. We're gonna take a more serious tone next week uh, with our topics, but we will see you then. We will see you then. Have a great week. Feel your and feelings. And feel your feelings. Bye. Bye.